1: It all begins tomorrow for the Cardinals when it comes to Grapefruit League play and spring training play. We'll have it for you as the Cardinals match up against the Nationals tomorrow. A 12 noon first pitch. That means our coverage begins at 11:55. It all begins for real. No, uh, no preseason to this. No exhibition to this. It is a match that counts tomorrow as Saint Louis City SC begins their existence officially. They are going to match up against Austin on the road tomorrow in what's going to be the first ever match for City. Let's head to Austin, Texas right now. We'll welcome on to the program. He is a sports anchor and reporter with Channel 2 and Fox 11. Uh, yeah, excuse me, with Fox 2 and Channel 11. I'm, I I gave the wrong thing to the wrong channel there. He's Daniel Esteve. You follow him on Twitter at uh, Daniel J. Esteve. Hey, Daniel, I tried, to, uh, I tried to make Channel 11 the Fox affiliate there.
2: Hey, man, I forgive you just this once, my man, and every time to follow. Don't you worry. It's all good.
1: Appreciate it. What's the, uh, what's the feeling? You've been down in uh, Austin for a, a day or two now. You tweeted out a photo a while back uh, that kind of you could see in the distance the scoreboard inside of uh, the Austin Stadium, and you could see that, uh, that city logo. Uh, is there some, it just, What's the excitement level as City SC is getting ready to open up their existence? I mean,
2: honestly, it was right from the start, so no Matthew McConaughey yet. I've heard, I've heard little spits and spats that he's going to be at the game tomorrow, so we'll find him. But as far as St. Louis City is concerned, I hopped on a plane that flew through Tulsa and then came into Austin, and the amount of people rocking St. Louis City SC gear, not only through the Austin airport, but just on my flight in particular, were absolutely wild. So it's just getting more and more ramped up by the hour. And uh, from what I was told, the team arrived at 5 o'clock, and then they did a team dinner at 6 o'clock over at their hotel near downtown. And now it's just all preparation from here on out. But I can expect that tomorrow is going to be absolutely bonkers, and that's really not just from St. Louis City's fan base, but Austin FC, El Verde is what they've been come to know. That's one of the top fan bases in all of MLS. So you're looking at two of the best going head-to-head in week one.
1: Yeah, it was Austin that had the record for the sellout of uh, season tickets, and then City broke that record when they put season tickets on sale. So to your point, uh, this is a ra- how did these city fans get, get into this place? How did they find tickets in if, if Austin uh, has so many season ticket holders?
2: Yeah, well, a lot of the times they allot a certain amount of tickets to a visitors, um, and they have a visitor's section actually in the stadium reserved for that group from what i understand they've sold out those already going back to your point about the historical significance of season ticket sales it took austin 30 days that was a record it took city 15 minutes to get all those deposits in so you talk about how wild st louis city is going to come through it's just a recipe for for a really really great night and uh, martin Kilcoin actually just uh, on our six o'clock hit on fox 2 this evening talked a little bit about the similarities with atlanta united they were an expansion franchise in 2017 the following year won the entire mls well austin two years ago was dead last in their first year and finished second in the west and were among the final four in playoffs last year so as far as turning an expansion team to a success quickly that's been how it's worked these past couple of years no telling that st louis city is going to be able to do it just like that but There've also been people that have said St. Louis City can actually speed that up given the fact that they've had more time to prepare for this day. I think it's 1286 days since the original announcement that they were going to get a team. I mean, you talk about multiple years leading up to this moment. I think I think they're more than ever ready for for tomorrow night.
1: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the actual soccer because there were some preseason polls and and, and stuff like that that came out this past week and they bluntly they were not kind to city sc the the expectations from a soccer standpoint are about as low as they could possibly be for this team is there any reason to believe that this season this team can exceed these outside expectations
2: i mean yeah they're speaking from experience like i just mentioned atlanta um lafc austin fc three of the top teams in the league they were all bottom of the table their first their first year in the league so it's no different for City as far as the expectations are concerned. It cracks me up. One of those polls didn't even list St. Louis City on their predictions, <laughs> So that goes to show what people are thinking about City. But none of those teams had a fraction of the time to prepare. None of those teams had not, not just the resources or the time to prepare, like I mentioned, but some of the players with the experience they have. You talk about Roman Berkey. I mean, he was playing Champions League football not five years ago for Borussia Dortmund, one of the top teams in the, in the world. So you think about preparation, I understand the MLS is a different game. That's why you go get a guy like Tim Parker. I think expectations like Lutz Fanning, like Bradley Carnell mentioned in their presser, need to be tempered. Maybe year two, you start to heighten those. But this year, it's all about progress. But all the players I talked to, Edward Lewin, and you talk about Roman Berkey, and you talk about Tim Parker, all of them said, hey, our goal is to make the playoffs. And with an expanded playoff format, I personally don't see why they don't have the best shot of any of those new expansion teams that have come in the past couple of years to make that a reality.
1: What but I'm an optimist. We know this
2: too, Matt. We know that too. We,
1: good guy Daniel Esteve always has a smile on his face, I, I, which, I, which I love about you. I'll finish you off with this. Uh, the, the City 2 team having the success that they had, which um, you saw up close. Can that have any impact on what this group is having this year? I think the playing style
2: will help. I mean, the, the aggressive, the forward pressing, the high energy, you know, it's really that 60th to 65th minute of any contest where you're really thinking, okay, can they keep this up, can they maintain? City 2 showed that they could. I do think you have to take that with at least to some degree a grain of salt, given the fact that some of their, you know, City SC players were playing on that City 2 team and playing against not lesser competition, but, of course, in the MLS Next Pro. Um, so that was an adjustment period, and we definitely saw a lot of great success stories. You know, Kyle Hebert comes to mind, and we get to see Josh Yarrow, even though he was already signed for MLS, really show his stuff. Um, I, th- I think the result is difficult to take that and say that we'll be a successful MLS club, but I think you take the two years prior, bringing in Lute's fanage deal, building the training ground, building the stadium, and building – you know, not the flashiest of players, but this group of players that fits the system. That is what you point to and say, OK, I'm going to draw confidence from that. I could potentially see success in the MLS season, not necessarily City 2, in my opinion.
1: He's a uh, sports anchor and reporter. He gallivants across the country. He was just in Jupiter like a week ago here with me. Now he's in Austin, Texas for uh, City SC tomorrow. He's Daniel Esteve. Daniel, thank you so much for the time. We'll see, uh, We'll see you soon.
2: Appreciate it, man. We'll talk soon.
1: All right. Daniel Esteve uh, joining us again. Fox 2 and uh, Channel 11, and he is uh, down in Austin, City SC. They open up their existence. Tomorrow against Austin, and you'll be able to hear it on our sister station Y98. All right, we'll take uh, one more break. We'll come back and uh, we'll wrap up hour one, and hour two. By the way, uh, you'll want to be uh, there's a lot we got. to We'll get to, but uh, Lynn Worthy, who is the newest member of the media group covering the Cardinals, he came in uh, with Rick Hummel's retirement from the Post Dispatch. The Post Dispatch uh, needed another baseball writer. They got him in Lynn. He and Derek Gould uh, team up and, of course, all the other baseball writers at the Post-Dispatch as well, in addition to the columnists. But uh, you'll get a chance to get to know Lynn a little bit. That's going to be coming up at 7.15, uh, 7.20-ish. Up next, uh, we'll wrap up hour number one. We'll talk a little bit about the Battle Hawks. They got a win yesterday, and uh, we'll make it some more Cardinals baseball on as well before all is said and done. It's a Graybar Sports Open line. We're broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, and we're back after this on KMOX.